0: Welcome to the Weekly Lost edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode number 39 of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft.
2: I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft.
1: And you are listening to our very special season summer review of season one and two of Lost. And this podcast episode is devoted to Season 1,
2: Episode 11,
1: and that title of this episode is called
2: All Good Cowboys Have Daddy Issues.
1: Uh, The first thing we're going to do is do an audio recap. We're going to talk a little bit about the characters, we'll explore the mystery of the island, and then we'll do a little listener feedback, podcast update, and even spoiler information for Season 3. Uh first thing I want to announce before we begin with the audio recap of uh season 1 episode 11 and it's a very special announcement we want to welcome a brand new co-host to the generally speaking weekly loss podcast. Do you want to tell him about it, Steph?
2: Tell him about what?
1: I haven't even told Stephanie yet. Uh I hired somebody new to be our co-host with this week by week.
2: Does that mean I'm fired?
1: No, it just means that you're gonna have to split the income with our new uh, host.
2: That should be pretty easy.
1: <laughs> okay. Anyway, the new the new person. I'll tell you what. I, we'll we'll join with a new co-host in just a few moments. Or, okay. Or do you want me to tell you who it is now? Either way. I, I'll tell you what. Why? I don't we're...
2: think the suspense will kill me.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why don't we go ahead and listen to the audio recap done by? rim over at five by five audio five
3: by five audio
0: need a professional voice for your website podcast powerpoint or phone system get it done get it
2: done we're five by five you
0: know get a professional voice working for you five by five audio.com five by five
4: audio Who wasn't on the plane? plane? Ethan, the Canadian guy, he's not in the passenger manifest. Well, where the hell is he? I don't know. I saw him yesterday, but now has anyone seen Ethan? Has anyone seen Ethan? Yeah, yeah. He went to get some wood. Took off on the path to the beach. Is he okay? Where's Charlie? He went after Claire. I think they've been taken. Tracks are still fresh. This doesn't make any sense. Had one man drag off two people, one of them pregnant? You're asking the wrong question, not how. Why? You think it was Ethan? It certainly feels like it was Ethan, doesn't it? By himself? How? We can't account for all of our people. And more importantly, who's to say they're even our people? What? Said said there were others. Said said that we're not alone. Semantics. Said's injured. We don't even know where he went. He's delirious. telling you what the ground is telling so you. So which way is the ground telling you that they went? Jack. We don't know what's going on here. We know enough.
5: Clear. Call it, Jack. It's over. Call it.
4: You call it. What's the word from the beach?
6: Nothing. Nobody has seen
4: you. I'm coming with you. I figured you might. Hey, Locke, you know, a lot of us don't just want to sit here waiting for news. Thanks, but we're set. Maybe I'll just put together another part. It's a good idea. We're going
5: north. I suggest you go south. Never thought I'd see the day, Jack. Barge into my OR. You work on my patient. You didn't have to do this procedure. I don't have to do anything. Thank God I have you and some anonymous nurse to rescue me. She told me that your hands were shaking. My hands were not... You cut her hepatic artery. She was in a car crash, Jack. Her
4: insides were a mess. You made a mistake. They called me. How many drinks did you have at lunch, Dad? Jack! It's a good thing you were going in a circle. We never would have found you otherwise. Did you find anything? No. Jack, this was my fault. I hunted with Ethan. I spent time with him. I never sensed anything off. But for everything that I know about hunting and tracking, whoever he is, he knows more. What's going on? I didn't believe her. Claire, I gave her a sedative. you can't... She told me someone was after her, that she was being attacked, and I... She just seemed so out of it. I thought that her pregnancy was amping up her stress, and I... It went this way. I'm not so sure. If Ethan knows that we're
0: behind him, he could be setting up a dummy trail. Take off in one direction, double back in his own footprints.
4: So we've got two trails. Let's split up. I'll take that one. No, we should stay together, Jack. Why? We've got two trails, and apparently... Two trackers. Who got taken by what? Charlie and Claire. I think Ethan took him. And who the hell's Ethan? He wasn't on the list thing, the Manifest. You ever think he might have lied about his name? It's stupid to lie about your name. Alrighty, Tattoo, where do you think Ethan came from? Maybe he was already on the island, where we were. So a tribe of evil natives planted a ringer in the camp to kidnap a pregnant girl and a reject from VH1 has-beens. If you don't believe me, ask Said. He said we're not alone. Said's back. You ever watch Star Trek? Not really. The crew guys that would go down to the planet with the main guys, they always wore red shirts. And they always got killed. Sounds like a piss poor captain. What do
0: you do
5: in the real world, Mr. Locke?
0: Why don't you guess? Well, you're either a taxidermist or a hitman.
5: <laughs> I was a regional collection supervisor for a box company. Box company?
4: yeah right you had no business being in OR
5: you really think I would have walked in there if I couldn't handle it you've done it before that's right I have because I am perfectly capable of
4: making those can you say that after what happened yesterday the
5: problem is not you were impaired I know my limits I'm not the only one on the hook for this you called me off you were the surgeon of record when she died if you mention alcohol they'll strip me of my license I know I have been hard on you but that is how you make a soft metal into to steal that is why you are the most gifted young surgeon in this city well 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 i don't know if you islam's got a concept of karma
4: but i get the sense this island just served you up a heap and bladder of cosmic payback you know a less magnanimous man than i might just be thinking he could beat the ever-living snot out of you right now without fear of reprisal you want the shot take it but know that i left this camp out of shame for what i did to you If it wasn't your intention to return, then why did you? I was taken prisoner by the French woman. She was on
3: a science expedition.
4: She said that there are others on this island. She believed they had all gotten sick. She murdered her entire team. If you do not stop
5: following me, I will kill one of them. No! Do you understand? No more warnings.
4: How long was I out? I don't know, a few minutes. You sleep with all the rocks and everything. Ethan was you here. You banged your head, Jeff. No, no, he was here. You have to stop. The rain has washed away the trail, even if he was here. not letting him do this. Not letting him? Not again.
5: Now, in my professional opinion, ladies and gentlemen, and that's all I
4: have, by the time I was called in, the damage was irreversible. I need to revise my statement. I didn't come into the O.R. until well into the procedure Jack I was warned by one of the nurses that my father was operating under the influence Jack, this is not By the time I got there, it was clear that my father was not only incapacitated, but that he had also severed the patient's hepatic artery which, in my professional opinion caused the crisis which led to her death You gotta cut him down Come on, Charlie Hold on there Come on, breathe Breathe, Charlie, come on no. No. Jack. 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 Come, Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Just breathe. Yes. Dad, they brought Charlie back, but he hasn't said anything since he came back. You got to talk to me. We're going to go back out and look for Claire the moment the sun comes up. And I could really use your help. And anything that you can tell me about what you remember, where you were going, did you see or hear? I didn't see anything, hear anything. Don't remember. All I wanted was Claire. We lost. No, Boone, we're not lost.
0: Sorry, it's just I don't see how you can still be following this trail. Don't you feel it? Feel what? It. All right, John, I'm gonna follow the strip back. Suit yourself. You need this more than I do. What is that? Steel. Could that be part of the plane? Part of the wreckage?
4: What is that? That's what we're gonna find out.
0: Lost
1: character analysis. Alrighty, so that was the audio recap uh put he together does such by Rem. Yes, he does. Thank you, Rem, so much Thank for doing you. that. So this was Ray or not Ray's, but Listen to me, I'm still <laughs> still stuck on last week's episode. This was all good daddies Cowboys. Cowboys have, have daddies issues. And uh and Cliff obviously should uh uh, get some sleep before he does this. Anyway, uh, read so... Read the paper in front of or me. Or I could Either read... Either one would work. Yeah, I could probably read the notes. Why well, don't you uh, start us off with our voice, first point there, Steph?
2: Jack and John have their first real issues about... I'm sorry. You're fine. Okay. Um, anyway, Jack and John have their first real issue where they clash in, in their leadership... Their idea of how leadership should should be.
1: Yeah, in fact, uh, John Locke kind of early on in this season has kind of encouraged Jack to take the leader role. Right. And all of a sudden, John's starting to say, hey, you know, I, I you go back. You, you go play doctor. Let me be the hunter. And that it is... He kind
2: of has a point, though. Because if... Because he did get beat up by Ethan pretty bad in, in the jungle there in the rain. Yeah. But So if something was to happen to Jack, they they are out of a doctor.
1: However, my question would be, um, well, before we, I go into that, they also uh, had a little fight about uh, taking a break. They had a right. little tiff there. And they also he also said, you know, John's like, we should stay together. And, and Jack says, no, we've got two trails and two trackers, obviously. Right. Let's split up. And so in both instances I think Jack ended up being right because I, I w- think
2: right I agree with you I think in the long one Jack was right because I also am beginning to believe this episode was so much better than what I remembered watching yeah. it tonight was just better than I remembered How so Um I don't know Okay
1: lo- lots I'll take of your word for it lo-
2: lo- There was just lots of stuff just tons of stuff Okay And um Jack being right in the long... Sorry, totally lost my train of thought there.
1: No problem.
2: Stop doing that!
1: (laughs) I will. I'm like Ed McMahon on the old Johnny Carson
2: Stop. Okay. I think that somewhere along their journey through the jungle, tracking Charlie and Claire, for John, it became about the pull of the island... Towards mm-hmm. the hatch. And less about finding Charlie and Claire.
1: I agree. I, I, I think abs-
2: that Jack was the only one who stayed focused on. Even Kate was ready to give up several times.
1: Yeah. In fact. Um, I, I, I wonder through this episode. If Jack hadn't been so forceful in saying. I'm going to do what I feel like is the right thing to do here. I wonder if Charlie would be alive.
2: Or if Jack would have given up would Charlie have been strung up in the first place?
1: Well, that's true. However, we know that they only wanted Claire. Right. And so maybe something horrible could have happened to Charlie. Maybe the best thing for Charlie was to be strung up and then be saved, whereas...
2: The bruise on his chest just must be unbelievable from all the beating that Jack did on him.
1: Oh, I'm sure that that was a CPR dummy.
2: I'm sure it was, too, because you <laughs> notice the body wasn't even moving off of the ground. I mean, right. your body is going to do some jolting when you're being beaten like that. Yeah. But um, but I do think that they should have maybe shown, like he's sitting at the end, he's sitting in front of the fire, and and Jack and Kate are taking care of him, and you see are the you? ring around his neck, uh-huh. but you don't see any bruising on his chest. Are
1: you, are you bringing up a continuity or... Because like, get over it. It's it's just a TV show, Cliff. Isn't that what you tell me all the time?
2: Yeah, but you know, I'm
1: just. So anyway, so it, it it's a it, is it a I'm...
2: continuity error? Or is it something that got overlooked?
1: Well, isn't that a continuity error, babe? <laughs> Maybe isn't so, that but... what that is. All right. Yes, that's Mo- what that is. Moving I'm just right trying along.
2: Trying to point things in my direction.
1: I got you. No, I trust me. I know all about self-justification. I know you do. Alright, so, anyway, moving right along. Okay. Back to the Charlie thing. I think it's a debatable thought of whether or not it was the best outcome for Charlie in the end. I agree. Okay. Is that a child in the background, or is that... That's That's your squeaky chair. That's my squeaky chair. Okay. I just want to make sure we didn't wake somebody up. Alrighty, so, let's see. Next off, we've got um, uh, Boone and Shannon. I just, I don't have a lot to say about them. But I will say you've
2: got down that not getting along. I I, that that's just I find that humorous because it's episode eleven, and they've yet to get along. So and you're like just now pointing it out.
1: Okay, well they're still (laughs) not getting along, and we see that Kate says something at the end of the episode to Shannon. That's the
2: first time I really caught that. Mm -hmm. It's the first time I really noticed that she says, um, "If there's anyone your brother is safe with, it's Locke."
1: No doubt. What and a
2: load of C-R-A-P.
1: No doubt. In fact, um, it's funny how he's tearing up this red shirt and brings up the whole red shirt routine. hmm And uh, John Locke says, you know, well, it must have been a pee-poor captain. Right. And what a foreshadowing of the events to come. And I, I wonder if when uh, Locke is carrying Boone back to the camp, if that conversation that he had with Boone didn't run through his head. Either. I'm
2: sure it had to have we know he ran because of all sorts of different things and maybe sure. just the sheer weight of it all was more than he could handle at the moment. Okay. He's not as strong as he thinks he is. Yeah. We already know that.
1: Is there a song titled that? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, um next up we have Michael, who was dissed totally by John Locke. Totally. He- and I will tell you that I'm coming to your side on this ah! whole thing. On, now, I still think he had the right to tell John okay. early on that that uh, that he shouldn't hang around with Locke. But, I mean, at this point, he needs you to You mean
2: have that a- he shouldn't tell Walt? What? You said that he shouldn't tell John to hang around with Locke. That, that's kind of funny. Oh, John did I say that? John has to hang around with Locke. Okay. Okay. Because- <laughs>
1: I he didn't realize that I said that. Okay, early on, we, you and I had a disagreement yes. of whether or not Michael had the right to tell Walt not to hang out with Locke. Right. And I believe early on, he had every right because he didn't know Locke. At this point, there should be some respect given to the man, especially given the relationship that they've had over the last couple episodes.
2: And he's feeding him. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, and but instead, at this point... He's just wanting to be a part of the action of what's going on, on the island, and he doesn't care for his son enough to stay around him. No, he doesn't. He never seems to be involved in his son's life, and he, there's...
2: I will tell you one thing right, right now, is that he doesn't want Walt to be influenced by Locke.
1: But yet he leaves him but hanging out with Sawyer. But yet he leaves
2: him... Well, no, he leaves him hanging out with Hurley. Mm-hmm. Now, I love Hurley, okay? And everyone knows that.
1: Good old fun time Hurley?
2: Good old fun time Hurley, but... And this was another thing I think I'll bring up in the mystery, so remind me that. that. Um, I'm
1: totally going to forget, but okay. that's okay. Go ahead. So
2: I'll say it now. Unlucky Hurley, and super lucky has special powers Walt playing Batgammon, <laughs> was more than Hurley could take. And he's like, dude, I'm out of here. You yeah. Know? And... Um, and so then Walt's left by himself. He left him with, hey, hang out with Hurley. You know, mm-hmm. hang here with Hurley while I go off and do manly things because I'm a man and I'm a horrible dad.
1: I'm going south.
2: And I'm going south. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have other words for that, but I'll leave him for <laughs> myself. And um, so Hurley gets cranky, leaves the kid alone. He's alone. Yep. And he can't hang out with Locke, so he goes and hangs out with Sawyer. How is that better?
1: Well, exactly. And and to throw fuel on your fire. Please do. Um, he says, listen, I'm getting sick and tired of being treated like a secondhand citizen. What's he doing to Walt?
2: Treating him like scum of the... Yeah. I mean,
1: he's like peasant level.
2: No doubt. Slave I, boy.
1: Yes. Go fetch me some water, boy. I mean, it... That... <laughs> 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 it it is getting pretty bad and it doesn't get any better from here. So No, it doesn't. Michael, I I tried to defend you, brother. You tried, but, but you're nah. just wrong. You're you're just out there. So let's see here. Jack and Kate talking things out. Uh this getting into the little bit of the relationship crap here. Uh we have Jack and Kate and, and we know that going into season three there's all kinds of speculation. Who's she gonna choose and and you know, even into the if she
2: chooses Sawyer, she chooses wrong.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. And there are going to be some people that don't like it that that's we fine. say that, but that's okay. You guys because can have this your is opinion,
2: Cliff and Stephanie, and that's, that's right. what we think.
1: This is just what we think, uh, and and we're entitled to that opinion. I believe. Um, so I think
2: there's, I think there's a constitutional amendment that states that.
1: Yeah, I believe there is. <laughs> so Sorry. no. I don't know where we were going with this. but uh, Jack and Kate. So I believe that this whole f- season one is leading up, you know, so far to this point. It's all Jack and Kate relationship. And I can see where where the Jake people come in. That, and and so why they always want J- Jack and Kate to get together. I mean, Jack's upset because he didn't believe uh, Claire. And obviously he wants to go and do this. and But Kate is there to try to talk some sense into him luckily for Charlie he didn't at least that's my opinion because right, right. I, I believe things w- may have gotten worse for Charlie if he would have not been strung up in that tree and he actually got carried into the other's camp um, and then as far as uh, Kate and Jack I think that there was a total bonding moment when she actually saw Him. her her man save Charlie absolutely I mean absolutely. That that's a bonding experience and and for me, I haven't to to this date. I've not even seen anything that comes close to that for Kate and Sawyer. Have you?
2: No, it's all bickering, and I hate you. And
1: and it's all it's this totally
2: love hate. Now there may be passion there.
1: Yeah, because... I'm not talking about passion. Yeah. I'm talking about bonding.
2: Well, I know, but sometimes. The, the passion can overcome the bonding, but...
1: Yeah, it's you know, a bad decision if she chooses Sawyer okay. in my I, I mind. I
2: agree, but there was something I was going to say about no, go Jack and Kate. Okay. But I forget, so... Okay,
1: well, we'll move right along, and if yeah. it comes up, you can interrupt me. That's fine. Cool. Sawyer uh, says something to Walt. <laughs> he says, well, how do you know he's not lying about his name? That's just stupid to lie about your name.
2: Walt totally calls him on that. That's I, just I, stupid.
1: And I wonder... If Walt being the special person that he is doesn't know. He probably does. Because I, I believe he has some some of those special powers. So anyway, that, that's something that stood out to me. And then uh we have the last thing on my notes as far as character analysis is Jack and his father, that relationship. And obviously Jack has some daddy issues. Ah. Without a doubt.
2: Without a doubt.
1: Now you talk about a horrible father. As far as what we can, see. maybe that's see. where
2: Michael took his lessons from.
1: Maybe, uh, <laughs> I is Jack's dad a horrible dad? And that that it, I think asking
2: I, your child to lie for you to save your life.
1: Well, for well, we're going to get into the island mystery of this, and then I will tell you why I'm reserving my judgment on that. Okay. Okay. Do you have anything else? uh but the I thing-
2: think that it was a defining moment in Jack's life when he stood up to his dad
1: yes, I agree. I think
2: it was the first time ever because if you go back before the the boardroom when he does that, um the flashback before when he's in Christian's office and he's all laying it on laying the guilt trip on really thick about how I, ge- I had to give up things so you could be such a great surgeon and I had to be tough on you cuz that's how you turn soft metal into steel and I mean just really really laying it on. What I heard was completely hypocritical from Christian because when he was a- when Jack was a kid, he says you can't handle it. That's true. You can't handle it. But Don't was- even go there because you can't handle it. And today he's telling him something completely different.
1: Oh. Well, I, I as far as if we're gonna stay in the relationship part of this for just a moment, I'm wondering if Christian didn't think that that's what it took to build Jack's character. Now I don't agree with it. Hey, I hold on. I don't I, I, agree know, with I know. I know what you're saying. I but, know what you're saying. But he's. I had to be hard on you. I had to tell you those awful things. But that's not true. I, no, I I know. I don't I, agree. My with dad.
2: It. My dad is very hard on us. I have four brothers. It was very hard to treat them all, all four the same. And they're all four the most irresponsible men I know.
1: Okay, well, we, so we're going to stop hard, there. No,
2: I'm just saying, being hard <laughs> oh my gosh. does not...
1: Good. So that's going to get out, babe.
2: What? What's going to get out?
1: What you just said about your brothers.
2: That they're irresponsible men?
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're going to make me go back and edit this, aren't you?
2: Who's that going to get out to?
1: Okay, let's move right along. But here's the thing. I will
2: tell you people right now, that is nothing that I wouldn't say to their face.
1: Oh, my goodness. Just move right along. Okay.
2: Just move it right along, because I'm stuck now, so go ahead.
1: All right, we're just going to move right along into exploring the mystery.
4: (laughs) We're lost on an island, running from boars and monsters, freaking polar bears. I've looked into the eye of this island,
0: and what I saw was beautiful. Lost. Exploring
1: the mystery. Okay, my wife is not talking to me now, I don't think. But anyway... You were
2: playing a clip.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> if that look could just kill me right now. <laughs> I'm
2: trying, it's not working.
1: I- I can tell. All I can, right. So I can, don't you feel that
2: Hurley? Hurley said something to Walt during the backgammon game.
1: Yes. Or no? Was no, it? No. It was. It, it was not during the backgammon. It was in
2: the. It was in the cave when Michael went south.
1: Yes, he says, "I might not be a warrior, but I'm going south." And then Hurley <laughs> says something, and I I never heard this before. Never picked up on it, but he said something. That's because that,
2: Hurley's infamous for. Just like Sawyer is for quick little one-liners. Yeah, but... And so I think a lot of his things are important, but don't get picked up.
1: Oh, uh, yes, exactly. And and I think that this is an important clue into Hurley's past. And he said, back home, I'm known something as a warrior myself.
2: Something of a warrior myself.
1: Yes, and so I'm thinking that that is something huge. And I wonder if maybe in a future Hurley flashback, if we don't see previous... previously on Lost, where they replay that, that conversation, and he says that. Hmm. I figured
2: out how they're going to end this complete series. How's that? With Walt getting a check for $20,000 in the mail.
1: You'll get your money. You'll get it. <laughs> okay, so next up in Island Mystery News here, we have John Locke. What does he do in the real world? Uh, that's what, what, he, that's that what was, Boone? Boone asked him. And he says, "I'm a regional collection supervisor for a box company," and Boone says, "Yeah, right." We you, got
2: a lot of that going around because Charlie didn't believe Hurley about it being a millionaire either.
1: Right, and of course we saw. So lot, nobody
2: believes what people, people say they are.
1: Right. So here's my question, though, and this is why I put it in the mystery section. We never. We've always talked about. Locke and his employment as being a regional supervisor for a box company, right? right? But do we really know for sure that that's what he did at that job?
2: That's what it appeared that he did.
1: Exactly.
2: They show him a bunch of numbers on a calculator. Mm-hmm. Answering With, a phone.
1: Which ma- that calculator happened to make smoke monster noises, which leads me to think that that whole thing is all in his head. And that he's a Santa Rosa patient, but at the mental ward, but that that's that's neither here nor there, but anyway, my question is, yeah, right, it does lead you to think it and it gives you valid question reason to question whether or not that is really what John Locke did that's all i have i, I okay. don't I, I'm not going to push that i mean I, I'm definitely not going to stand behind that but but anyway just just the question that's out there, and then the next thing I have it's all about the greater good. All right, he says, listen, I had to sacrifice so that hundreds of thousands of patients would live due to your extraordinary skills. Are you sure
2: you didn't combine two different things that he said? I'm
1: absolutely 100% positive that I wrote that down exactly as he said it. Okay. When he was talking about why I had to be hard on you and... And and he was trying to convince uh, Jack, you know, that that he was doing the right thing. He said, "I had to sacrifice. I had to had to be hard on you, and I had to do this." And my question is 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 was Jack kind of? Do you remember in Alias? And I apologize to those of you who don't know about Alias. And you and should how really show.
2: find it out because then I'd have something else to talk to you about.
1: Right. So, but anyway, do you remember how Sydney was trained as a child by her father?
2: Absolutely.
1: She, I wonder if that's not something similar going on with Jack.
2: And for those who I have turned on to Alias who aren't there yet, we're really sorry.
1: Okay. So, (laughs) yeah, no doubt. Total spoiler there for Alias people. Anyway, I'm sure if, if, I know who you're talking about. Who was that that was watching that now? I don't know. I can't remember, but, um. I, 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 he seemed like he was on target for like finishing up the, the rest of the series yep. very quickly. So he's probably done by now. Anyway, so I'm wondering if Jack's dad, Christian Shepard, who I still believe is alive, who I still believe is the man, who I believe never died. So that can explain the whole reason why I think it's okay for him to be a part of this whole thing. Because they only said that people died that have died are are never coming back but he's he's not physically dead i don't believe anyway he said that i had to sacrifice so that hundreds of thousands of patients would live due to your extraordinary skills now is there some kind of greater plan than him working at the hospital in this surgery room because how in the world would jack affect the li- save the lives of hundreds of thousands of patients with his extraordinary skills, I he mean,
2: works in LA.
1: Hundreds of thousands. I I just don't. I, I, there's the
2: the foreign people came to him.
1: Hundreds of thousands, Stephanie. That I, I'm just saying that just you
2: have never needed a specialist, obviously. No. In any field, people go and look for the best doctor in their.
1: Okay, so you think that that he's just talking about the residual effect.
2: That's, any, that's what I thought.
1: I believe that he's talking more about something like saving the world.
2: Okay. Well, being a nasty dad isn't the way to build somebody up to save hundreds well, of thousands of people.
1: And tell that to Jack Bristow, who had to do be a nasty father to his he daughter, wasn't, Sydney.
2: He wasn't nasty. He, he was, was just absentee. Father.
1: Okay, well... Th- th- that just, doesn't make you nasty. Just as bad, in my opinion. But anyway... Just
2: as bad, but <laughs> he not nasty.
1: After all, I've given... He says, and this is not just about my career, Jack. And it's my life. It's my life.
2: Meaning, not you.
1: Okay. Well, I, I'm just throwing that out there. Again, I don't know if I'm on to something there, but it just seems kind of odd. That
2: was his justification.
1: All right. And then, of course, to be a nasty man. Moving right along to Walt, I just want to point out that this is the second man. Is it only the second manifestation of his gift? Because the first manifestation of his gift, as far as I'm concerned, is back when I pointed out that he actually caused the rain to stop.
2: <clears throat> right.
1: Okay, because when, you know, his dad says, you know, I'll go as soon as it stops raining, and boom.
2: It stops raining. It stops
1: raining. And um, then, this time, he's obviously up playing backgammon with Hurley, who happens to be a world champion. Like 17,
2: playing. that's nothing.
1: It's totally something. And the fact <laughs> is, is that... That that um, with every single roll of the die, we see that Walt makes it whatever he wants it to be. Right. And and so something completely out of the Tomorrow People that I used to watch, sci-fi. Uh, so yeah, I believe I believe that that was another manifestation of Walt's gift. Okay. And then uh, the next up, what do we have after that?
2: We have John predicting the rain.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Which is so very cool. Yep. It's gonna rain in. And- one minute. Really? It's going to rain? In, well, give or take.
1: <laughs> yeah, give or take a second or two. Anyway, uh, the next up, after uh, John predicting the rain, the we, we come across Ethan and Jack fighting. Now, we have a very special call from our friend, the Gunslinger. And so I'm going to go ahead and play that now. Hey,
7: Cliff and Stephanie. This is the Gunslinger calling from California. I wanted to drop a quick note about uh, all the best cowboys have daddy issues. I wanted to talk specifically about Ethan and his near superhuman strength. Now, it's my contention that Ethan is what some people would refer to being a uh, uber soldier. That would be a genetically modified superhuman. And the reason I believe this is, I mean, take a look at that fight scene when Ethan confronts Jack in the forest. I mean, Ethan's like a little beanpole of a guy, and he beats the stuffing out of Jack. I mean, not only that... But you have to be something of a superman to drag off a pregnant girl and an ex-drug junkie through the forest. I mean, even if they're struggling, you know, you know, I mean, how is he corralling both of those people and dragging them through the jungle unless he's got like some superhuman qualities? Now, I personally believe that Ethan probably had the aid of other people and probably a good dose of memory be gone or uh, subduyami to uh, get them under control. but. Uh, it's my contention that uh, Ethan is probably the result of some genetic engineering or perhaps some juxtapositional eugenics, to use a term from the old Hansa website, and it's probably the reason that he wanted Claire's baby so they could conduct experiments on them. I think this is going to be a big part of Season 3 when we get to look to the inside of the others. Take care. I hope you have a great show, and uh, vaya con Dios. Stay lost.
1: Well, thank you very much, there, Gunslinger, and I think that's an excellent theory. It's and, very different, in fact.
0: It's an interesting theory.
1: Haven't used that in a while. Have we?
2: I? Always just chalked it up to some good old steroids, and I think that um, I think the first Jack centric episode that we see, where Christian gives him a hard time for defending the friend, has a lot to do with the fight in the in the jungle with Ethan.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think he still has a point there and, and there he definitely did seem to have some super human strength though. And so I I don't know. I I think it could be some sort of injection that gave him some extra strength and he's he was definitely uh fighting like he was Hulk Hogan or something. Um Charlie said he didn't remember anything except for all of a sudden he comes out and says, Um that's all they wanted, Claire. That's all they wanted. She's all, or she's all they wanted. And so I, I think the law dog is actually uh, gu- the gunslinger's brother. Mm-hmm. And he called in this comment.
6: Hi, Cliff Hi, and Stephanie. This is the law dog from Red Bluff, California. We, uh, we're getting to the part in the series where we talk about something that I know a little bit about, and that's lynching. How do I know about it? Well, me and my brother, the gunslinger, we've done reenactments for years. In fact, I recently got to lynch three people three different times in one day.
1: Okay, that's a little weird. That's really weird. <laughs> I don't know if we should actually continue this call. Ah, let's go ahead.
6: But it got me thinking about Charlie. They hung him. And the first question I have is, why bother? If Ethan wanted to kill him, he's strong enough to have just snapped his neck. So this is all assuming the producers actually thought this through. So for the sake of fun, let's assume that they did. Why bother hanging Charlie at all? It took forethought. We know that there were others there because he said all they wanted was Claire. Clearly, when he was there with Ethan, there were other people there. Now, when you hang somebody, it takes one person to hold the rope, or Vine in this case, one person to form the noose and put it over his head, and unless he was unconscious, it took someone to hold him down because most people don't volunteer for those sorts of things. And then they strung him up. But it must have been a sign or something or some sort of a warning because it just doesn't make any sense. Now, I'm hoping this is one of those things where we see it from the other's point of view later on so that we can get some perspective on this. And it makes me wonder, maybe they sent Ethan in saying, okay, Ethan, see if you can get her the easy way. But we're waiting back here if we have to do it the hard way. And then, of course, why is the kid so important after all? Why is Claire so important after all? There's a lot about being hung that just doesn't make any sense. And I'd like to hear what you guys think about it. And like I said, I'm hoping the producers thought this through because it would be really interesting to see it the other way around. God bless, and stay lost.
1: Well, thank you very much there, Long Dog, and... I will tell you that you have some valid points there, however, watching this episode, I think if I had to give you a reason why I believe they strung Charlie up, it's not because they thought it through and they said, hey, I need to do this. It could be that Ethan was by himself. I know that Charlie did say all they wanted was Claire, but... That he could have been right in that all they wanted is Claire, but the only representative still be Ethan. That Ethan was a represent representative of the others. Well,
2: we assume that the three tracks, three distinct tracks that they were following, are Ethan, Claire, and Charlie. Exactly. But it could be Ethan. And they were drugged. Someone number one and someone number two, carrying. Claire and Charlie.
1: Here's 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 my own personal theory. I believe that Claire and Charlie were walking to- with Ethan slowly towards the other's camp of their own free will. However, they were drugged. Okay, that's that's my own personal feeling because remember the episode Maternity Leave and we see how Claire's subdued and and, and kind of just led. And so I believe they're moving slowly because Claire and Charlie are drugged. Okay. And do you remember how shocked they were in uh, maternity leave when they found out that what um, Ethan did? It didn't seem like they knew until Ethan told them just then and there what he had to do. Now, he was walking. Hold on. Just give me one second. He was actually going, the three of them. Again, they're drugged, walking very slowly, and that's how uh, Jack and Kate were actually able to catch up to them. And Ethan comes to Jack and says, Listen, if you don't stop following me, I'll kill one of them. Well, obviously, Ethan knew that Jack was still going to come after him. And so, because of that, Jack hung Charlie up in the tree. Ethan. He didn't, or I'm sorry, yes, Ethan hung Charlie up in the tree. Now, he didn't want to do that. He wanted to take uh, Charlie... You're back too quick to...
2: to give him the benefit of the doubt. I
1: know, but just let me finish this thought, and you can disagree with me if you want. Okay, so he wanted to take Charlie and Claire back to the other's camp. Because these are good people, remember? They don't just kill people without good reason, as if there is a good reason. Whatever. But anyway, he didn't want to kill Charlie. But how is, I mean, Claire's moving slowly. She's a pregnant woman, okay? Uh, Obviously, he has some superhuman strength or whatever. But anyway, how is he going to get Jack to stay back? Well, he knows that Jack's a doctor, and he knows that if he hangs up Charlie in a tree, then Jack is going to quit following, and he's going to do whatever it takes to get Charlie out of that tree. That's my opinion on why why he, not they, did the lynching. That's my own personal theory. Okay. So
2: I disagree, but very there's cool. And, no need and, for me to share my thoughts.
1: No, if you want to share your thoughts, you can. I, I'm not going to be upset if you disagree because, I mean, that's just my personal feeling. I think that that answers why they would do, why he would do a lynching. Okay. Okay. Do you have any personal feelings?
2: Not that I choose to share at this time.
1: <laughs> Alrighty, and I only have one last island mystery thing. Do you want to tell him what it is, Stephanie?
2: I think they already know
1: you think they already know well why don't you tell them we got a lot of dead air here the hatch the hatch the hatch the hatch they finally find it this in my opinion is when lost becomes lost for me this is the total this is the in depth island mystery moment of the whole entire season one.
2: This is when they lost the casual viewer.
1: Yeah. That's when this is where you go from casual viewer to lost the holicism.
2: That's not a word.
1: It is because I made it. Okay. Anyway, uh so yes, the hatch, this is and and, and there was one thing that Locke says. He and Boone, this is before they drop the flashlight. Locke is is sensing something. There's something he feels something. He says to Boone. He says, "Don't you feel it?" And he's like, Which
2: "Supports my theory that he stopped following Charlie and Claire."
1: Yeah, he he at he that point he's pulled. yeah at that moment in time he could care less about Charlie and Claire. He is totally being pulled by the island, and uh, but he, he but he knew he sensed something where that spot where he was standing he actually sensed something, and so I think that that was an important little clue into the insight and the mystery behind what's underneath that hatch and so what an excellent episode and so now it is time for me to make a very special announcement and welcome our brand new co-host to the show now some of the people out there think cliff talks too much And, you know, there have been some people that kind of mentioned some things about Stephanie's giggle from time to time. Some people love it. Some people, well, they don't love it. I don't know. But anyway, uh, to kind of break you the. You know,
2: the mo- guy across the street, I don't particularly care for his laugh, and it's really loud, so you can hear it every time you're outside. Yeah. So I-, I completely understand people not caring for my giggle.
1: Okay. That's cool.
2: Doesn't bother me.
1: So, rather than. So, what I thought is I would break the monotony. Of Cliff and Stephanie, and I would bring you a new co-host to come in and do some of the other parts of our show. And so, I would like to introduce to our to our audience our new co-host, and this is pre-recorded Cliff.
0: Lost in the news.
1: Crap! That didn't go over well. <laughs> I hit the wrong button, I, and I made a point to myself: I don't push that button, Cliff. You got to push the other one. Oh man, I totally blew the moment. But anyway, let's try this again. Lost in the news. Hi there, Cliff and Stephanie. This is pre-recorded Cliff, coming to you with a news update. Today, I am getting my news information from andfound.com. First thing on the agenda is Lost Mobile Game on the way. Mobile gaming company Gameloft is linked and deal with Touchtone Television and ABC to develop and publish and distribute Lost and Desperate Housewives mobile games which are set for release in early 2007. Commenting on the deal, Game Lost President said, We are excited to develop and deliver games based on these shows to over 1 billion mobile users worldwide. A console Lost video game is being developed by Ubisoft, which has yet to receive a release date. It's no secret that Lost news has been a little sparse during the summer hiatus. However, for all you jigsaw puzzle fans, TDC Games is releasing a set of four official Lost Jigsaw puzzles. A representative of TDC Games informs us that each of the four puzzles has a clue to some of the mythology of Lost that was given to them personally by the creative team. Puzzle 1 will include an image from the hatch. Puzzle 2 will be of the others. Puzzle 3 will be the numbers. and puzzle number four will be before the crash all of these puzzles will be available in the fall of 2006 and that's everything i have for lost in the news this week this has been pre-recorded cliff now back to cliff and stephanie in the studio yes
5: colonel Locke, this line
4: secure line secure go ahead Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This
3: is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California.
0: Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target areas acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Hey, Stephanie and Cliff. It's
3: Michelle from Texas. I wanted to call in with a comment from the last episode that you just reviewed in your podcast, um, Raised by Another, I have to agree that I really do enjoy the Claire episodes and that one plus maternity leave are really, really good episodes. And tying with what Cliff said about, you know, possibly Christian Shepard being him and being kind of, you know, really into this whole Dharma situation, when I just watched the next episode, which I believe is All Good Cowboys Have Daddy Issues, the scene where Christian and Jack are having a discussion whether or not Jack should tell the truth about what his dad really did in the surgery, you know, Kristen made the statement that, you know, hundreds and thousands of lives will be affected or people that we can help in the future, I guess, either alluring to the fact that they're doctors, they save lives, but what if he was kind of referencing Dharma and all that they do to, in their minds, help people through their experiments and through their projects? So, you know, looking through the lens of Cliff, if Christian really is sort of, The him in the whole Dharma situation, maybe his discussion with Jack was not just for the good of his career as a doctor, but the whole Dharma initiative and what they do for mankind. So I thought I would just expand Cliff's theory there. I thought it was a good one. Thanks again for all your work on the podcast. Take care. Bye-bye. It's an
0: interesting theory.
1: Thank you very much, Michelle. In fact, I must uh, give credit where credit's due, and the whole Christian Shepherd talking about the hundreds of thousands, uh, that whole th- thought process was brought on by this call that Michelle had le- uh, left on our voicemail. So, Michelle, thank you very much for calling in this week with your listener feedback. And uh, that's pretty much all the listener feedback I have. Do you have any that you needed to share?
2: No, I didn't get any this week.
1: All right. Well, send some more messages, people, To But that
2: sp- argument would make sense, what Michelle was, Michelle was talking about, because... If Christian is part of Dharma, he would have had to sever that relationship with Jack, which they did, so that he can go on his binge drinking in Australia and, sorry. Hook up with Claire's mom. And take, because he knew that his wife would send Jack after him. He had to get Jack to Australia Ah. to get on this plane to L.A.,
1: now that it's Michelle's theory, you're, like, ready to go with it, aren't you?
2: No, I was just saying she's helping you out.
1: <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, l- next up, we have a very short podcast update, and it's from our very special new co-host, pre-recorded Cliff, and I'm going to hit the right one this time. We
4: can't transmit because something else is already transmitted. Somewhere close, the signal is Train,
1: how would
5: What it kind we- of transmission is it? It could
4: be a cell phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we room? listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on.
0: This is a generally speaking podcast network update.
1: Hey, everybody, this is pre recorded cliff, and I just wanted to come to you with a generally speaking podcast network update for Wednesday, August 23rd. We need to send out a very special thank you to Maureen B, Michelle W, and Josh V. Uh, these three individuals sent over a PayPal donate, but did d- three, these three individuals sent over a PayPal donation this week. <laughs> oh crap!
2: I forgot Even that pre-recorded Cliff can't talk right.
1: I totally meant to go back and edit that.
2: That's hilarious.
1: All right, let's finish it up, which could, could not have not come have at a better time uh, for our podcast. So thank you guys very much. And if anybody else would like to donate to our show during this summer review of seasons one and two, you can simply go to www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com and click on the PayPal Donate button. I also want to bring up a very important note about our Frapper Map. It is up and running, and 75 of you listeners out there have already joined our Frapper Map. And For those of you who haven't, please take a moment to go to www.frappr.com. Forward slash GSPN again. That web address is www.frappr.com forward slash GSPN, which stands for Generally Speaking Podcast Network. All you do when you go to that site, you type in your name, you type in your where you live, like Hebron slash Kentucky for me. And you type in your email address, you click add me to the map, and that's all there is to it. And my goal is to have a a majority of all of our listeners go to frapper.com forward slash gspn and add themselves to our map. We really would love to see where you guys are, and we'd be able to show that to our possible sponsors for season three of our weekly loss podcast. Well, that's pretty much all I have, except that if you are not a subscriber to our other podcasts out there, I will tell you that in My Crazy Life, episode number 26 is titled Cliff's Big Announcement. Had a huge announcement that I uh, let out to the community there, and I'm very excited about it, and also uh, have started a new podcast. podcasting gig here with the almost daily devotional which is a part of our generally speaking about the church podcast all of this can be found by going to generally speaking podcast.com and finally very last thing i just want to remind you guys we love your listener calls if you can just give us a call tell us what you think about the upcoming episode the last episode that we talked about anything that you want to talk about we would love to put your voice in our show simply call our generally speaking listener line and that phone number is area code 413 thank you very much and now back to you guys in the studio you know I like that new host but he sure is self-promoting isn't he
2: he talks a lot too
1: <laughs> anyway let's go ahead and go straight into our spoiler section also by our new co-host. This
4: isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't
1: want to know what was supposed to happen. I know. Because you don't know what's going to
4: happen. You know what? You're not going to find out.
1: Don't you want to know? Hi there, Cliff and Stephanie. This is pre-recorded Cliff coming to you with our spoiler update. And all this information I'm about to share with you is from SpoilerFix.com. Now, we've already talked in prior episodes during the summer review of Seasons 1 and 2 that Henry Ian Cusick is coming back to be a regular cast member in Season 3. In addition, Lost is adding three new regular cast members to the show – We've talked about Rodrigo Santoro, who is also known as the Brazilian Tom Cruise. We've talked about Elizabeth Mitchell, who has joined the cast of ABC's hit drama. And she is possibly a new love interest for Matthew Fox's character. In the past, we talked about Kylie Sanchez. However, I think I mispronounced her name a couple times in the past, and I apologize to her. Anyway, we found out that she did finally uh, close the deal, and Kylie will be pa- playing... The role of Nikki, who may actually be a love interest for Rodrigo Santoro's character. So, with some new actors and actresses or cast members to our show, it sounds like we might have a whole lot of interesting flashbacks from different perspectives of the others. How exciting will that be? Now, let's take a quick look at what's coming up in the episodes, as reported by SpoilerFix.com. Episode 1 of Season 3 is going to be titled, A Tale of Two Cities, and we do know that for a fact. It's rumored that it will be Kate-centric. And uh, during an interview with Carlton Cuse, uh, it says, We pick up where we left off, but obviously there are different stories on the different parts of the island. And, you know, we will get to all of them in the first few episodes. But like last year, we didn't deal with the Raft survivors in the first episode. Not everything is going to be answered in the first episode. But the captivity story with Jack, Kate, and Sawyer will definitely be addressed. Also, regarding A Tale of Two Cities, this episode will be Kate-centric and have flashbacks featuring a 60-year-old motherly, warm, and funny woman as well as a 20-year-old guy named Carl. Now, let's look at episode two. Now, I am very excited to report that the title of of this episode is called Further Instructions and it is indeed a Claire-centric episode the air date for season 3 episode 2 will be October 11th, 2006 now Secret Agent Man over at Television Without Pity forum has said that it it is a Claire-centric episode and her flashback will feature Mike and Jan a hippie-ish couple in their 50s They are warm and kind, but also tough and protective when the situation calls for it. Also, the flashbacks will include Eddie, a sweet but torn Caucasian male in his 20s, and there will also be a trooper in his 30s. Now, uh, looking at episode 3 of season 3, it's rumored that that will be titled The Glass Ballerina, and this is a Sun-centric episode, possibly Sun and Jin, and it says here that Sun has a dream of her future, featuring her nine-year-old daughter. Hmm. Now, and then we turn to the last episode that we have any spoiler information on, and that is episode number four that will be aired on October 25th. Every man for himself. Hmm, That's a little bit different than live together, die alone. Anyway, this will be a Desmond-centric episode. And it says here that the flashbacks to his time in prison will be shown. And it also features Warden Harris, a nasty man with a hate for Desmond. Uh, And then also Munson, a mild-mannered government bureaucrat in his 30s who shows his dark side when he finds out that he has been betrayed by his wife. And so lots of good stuff coming up, it sounds like. For season three of Lost, and that's all I have now. So back to you guys in the studio. All right, what do you think about those spoilers? Anything stand out to you?
2: The season's coming.
1: <laughs> I like the uh, the one thing that where it says the twenty year the the guy in his twenties named Carl and Jack's flashback. Are we going that in Jack's? Yeah, I think so.
2: I thought they said Kate.
1: Oh, never mind. Forget that.
2: Sixty-year-old woman, twenty-year-old man.
1: Yeah. Was that Kate? I I, I think so, but wasn't.
2: The, I didn't.
1: But I thought we. I, I, I thought... heard
2: the first episode's Kate, the second one's Claire, and the third one was Desmond. That's all I
1: heard. There was a fourth one somewhere.
2: Maybe the fourth one was Desmond.
1: Fourth one was Desmond. Maybe I, I zoned. I I think you were zoning because I, I matter of fact. There but is... you know
2: what? I hear so much of pre-recorded Cliff that. <laughs> I just gotta in sometimes.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I'll tell you what. Rather than go on and on, we're we're like really close to getting this in within an hour. So cool. next, I just want to say next week we're going to be recording uh, season one, episode number twelve, which will be whatever the case may be. Who is that? Um, whatever the case may be is a Kate episode. Remember, is it Kate? Yeah. Very cool. Because I think we find out about the airplane. Yes,
2: that's true. The plane,
1: the plane. Okay. You don't remember Fantasy I Island. I so remember the plane. The plane. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Tattoo. Matter of fact, there was a tattoo. Reruns, anyway, there was a reference to. <laughs> Get out of here. There was a there was a reference to that with Sawyer. Didn't he call? Didn't he call Walt? Tattoo.
2: Yes, he did.
1: Say so. It's 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 themed right in there. Anyway, so that's what we got going on next week. We will be recording on Wednesday evening, one week from tonight. Of course, we might not put this up until the weekend. Uh, we can't let you guys have things right away because then you wouldn't want to wait until the next weekend just in case we record late the next week. Uh, but, did that make sense? I think, I think it did. I think it made sense. So but they don't care. They don't care. They, they just get want it, it when they get it. I want it now.
2: I want them here and I want I w- them now.
1: <laughs> anyway, this is not bootsound.com.
2: <laughs> I love that clip.
1: It is awesome.
2: I think my kids live by that clip.
1: Well, we're getting off topic. So let's go ahead and wrap things up and tell everybody to get lost.
2: Stay lost.
1: And be lost.
2: And lost. Coming soon to an ABC channel near you.
1: Just a couple weeks. I know. Anyway, let's go ahead and wrap it up with our little fancy extra that Rem did for us. You ready? Go ahead and push play.
3: (laughs)
0: You have been listening to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You can make our show even better with your feedback. Call our listener comment line at area code 413-521-0958 to leave your comments and questions. And please start with your name and where you're calling from. If you would like to contribute to our weekly podcast, simply click on the PayPal donate button on our website at www.generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Join us next week for another edition of Generally Speaking. Thanks for listening.
1: So, do you want to go ahead and explain what you were trying to say? I apologize. Explain
2: that you completely cut me off again. Yes. That you were ever so getting too good at.
1: <laughs> I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. Please tell me what you were getting about. Because I just didn't understand. You you sounded to me like you were dogging your brothers. And...
2: Well, even if I was, that's my business.
1: Okay. So, what were you trying to say?
2: I was sh- trying to say that... And I, I was trying to use an example of my own life and not talking just to hear myself talk I was trying to use an example of, of something that I've seen uh-huh. where a parent being hard on boys does not create men of character. It does not always create men of character. It does not always create these steel men that, that Christian thought that he was raising Jack to be. Right. That sometimes it can create an irresponsible man who doesn't know how to make it in the real life as an adult, and has to struggle even harder, especially when, like one of my brothers, they are trying to turn their life around and be a responsible young man. Okay. That's all I was trying to say.
1: I just... All which I, I could
2: have said an hour ago if you wouldn't have cut me off.
1: It wasn't an hour ago. It was more like 32 minutes ago, but... Don't look at me like that. That's gonna kill me one day. I'm
2: I sorry. don't think it will.
1: Okay. All I... I apologize. All I heard... you, All of a sudden, it's like I have four irresponsible brothers, I'm like... Tch. Whoa! Hold on here. Can't we use hypothetical brothers or something? I don't have
2: hypothetical brothers. They're very real.
1: Okay. They're
2: they're very annoying at times. Not that I don't love them, but they have their problems
1: because of different things. Different things. But I'm not say saying that
2: it's... I'm not putting all the blame on my dad because my dad was not the only one that was hard on them, and and they had you know they've made their own bad choices that led to where they are. I know that. Um, I wish they knew that. And stopped blaming everything on everyone else. And that is part of being an irresponsible man. Okay. Jack doesn't have that problem. Okay. Okay? All I was saying was that it makes it harder on men in adult life.
1: And all I was saying is that it just seems like an awful personal
2: Next time I'll use hypothetical family. Thank you. Even a hypothetical husband.
1: <laughs> Let's just say that. Let's first. just say,
2: whenever I'm talking about a hypothetical husband, he might not be all that hypothetical. <laughs> Previous ah. recorded cliff.